Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to be talking about Dark Knight's Metal issue number one, the big comic book series event that is going on right now, written by Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capullo. So this is, it spins out, it's the first issue, but there were a couple preludes, Dark Days of the Forge and Dark Days of the Casting. I read both of those. Uh, Definitely really good issues worth checking out on their own. I think this first issue did a really good job of introducing what was going on without um, those first, those preludes weren't really necessary, although they Mm -hmm. do add some things to it. But I think this first issue does a good job of catching up with what you need to know. Uh, Non-spoiler wise, what'd you think of this issue, Zach? Yeah, like you said, so you you read those preludes and I I didn't read those preludes and I I think I'd have to agree that I I never really felt like that lost other than, you know, the parts of it that there are parts of it that are probably intentionally confusing just because this is the first issue or I shouldn't say confusing but maybe mysterious. Yeah. And so uh yeah, this sets up a, a really interesting mystery. You sort of know what's kind of going on, but there's enough that you don't understand. And then just like we'll talk about it, but the opening is absolutely insane. And I was like, is this going to be the whole thing? Because, I mean, I'd be okay with that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This is a it's a really interesting story. And I kind of like what they've set up. And it really does span a huge time span like we've been promised. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring out what is going on. Yeah, I know Scott, we talked about this before, but Scott Snyder had talked about how he wanted it to be like a big celebratory event and take in bunch of crap from dc's history right and mix in a ton of wild sort of like blockbuster movie elements and just sort of mash it all together and man he delivers this is just this first issue is just so much fun uh it's wacky it's got stuff that you know is just all over the place but i mean that in a good way uh Mm -hmm. not in a way that's confusing or, or hard to follow or incoherent or anything like that it's just tons of exciting things fun stuff going on lots of cool little nods to DC's history and past events and things like that, that are not that are done in a non-confusing way. So they just sort of, they mention it and it fits into the story, but whether you know that or not, doesn't really affect the story. It's still contained into the story. So I thought this was just so much fun. And you know, one of the highest compliments I think you can give a comic book issue is that when you're done, do you want to read the next issue? And I wanted to dive right in. Uh, I didn't yet because I want to save it and review this first uh, so I don't get any, so I can review this without, you know, getting into potential future spoilers, even subconsciously. But yeah, this was just a lot of fun, a lot of wacky stuff. And, you know, it's it's sort of, I'd describe it as a Justice League story with a, led by Batman with a bit of a mystery, uh, a lot of a mystery. That's what's sort of leading it. We don't know what's going on, but yeah, tons of, it's just a blast. Yeah, and there was a, there's a quite a few times, at, le- at least a couple times in the in the whole issue where I was like, okay, they could probably stop right here, and that would be this would be a perfect issue of a comic book, and would leave you hanging, leave you wanting to read the next one, but then you keep going even more, and it kind of builds it up even more, and you're like, wow, I okay, now I even <laughs> now I want to read the next one even more, and so they did that a couple times towards the end, and I don't know, it takes a talented writer and artist to do that, so props to them. Yeah, definitely a lot of things thrown in that are surprises and, you know, that you don't you don't necessarily see them coming. But a lot of big things, this is, in, you know, throwing in a lot of different stuff from DC and um, 
mixing it together really well. And uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't think I have anything really bad to say about it other than, you know, minor nitpicks that aren't really important. But yeah, really enjoyable. I on that side, though, if if I do have to, it's not like it's bad, but the only thing that maybe leaves me wary is that they're throwing so much stuff like out there that are kind of, you know, in midair now and just hoping that they have enough time and they do it well enough to kind of tile those things back in and to make sure that the whole story is complete by the end of the arc. But that's just, I mean, that's the same for any series of comic books is like, I hope this is a good story arc. So that's not, that's not like something unique to this, to this issue. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, but it's, it is six issues. So you'd think right. maybe not small, but this was uh, a little, I think this was a 32 page issue. Mm-hmm. If I remember right. So a little bit longer than, than the normal, but um, yeah, I, I understand that concern, but I think for me, Scott Snyder is in right. Capullo, yeah. <laughs> Capullo, this team have sort of earned the, uh, I think they know what they're doing. You know, I, I earned their trust that they've earned my trust that they're going to figure out how to, they're not just throwing these ele- elements in haphazardly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is meant to sort of be contained. I know there's a lot of a lot of tie-ins, and I'll probably be checking those out. But I, I think this will stand on its own pretty well. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into spoilers now, and we can can sort of talk a little more detailed about what this story is about. Yeah. So obviously that that opening sequence where they're trapped on the war moon built by Mongol, and they're the the armor is like pretty cool looking, but then you find out that it's weakening them. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I wish they could kind of wear those more often. That looks cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mongol can be sort of a a one note guy, and but for some reason, I I usually like him. And right here, he does. It. He's just it's so awesome to see him. Like, oh, I'm on War Moon. <laughs> right. I'm going to destroy the. Jet. He's just having so much fun with it, and I, I it makes me have a lot of fun with it. But what a great way to start it and just throw us in in the middle of the action. Justice League backs against the wall in the on this new war moon and then yeah it was just a great way to start a lot of a really fun opening yeah and I mean who doesn't like seeing them get in giant robots and then combine into one big giant robot I mean that's yeah that's insane (laughs) yeah like I wouldn't want that to be the main story but to to like lead into this event with that that was that was really cool. Right. They didn't have to do that, but they did. And it's awesome that they did. Right. And I'm sure it'll, it'll tie back in somehow, but they just sort of threw it off and that's, oh, that's how it starts. Let's get going now. I don't think it will tie back in. I think it was just the fun, whatever goofy, let's open this up with something absolutely insane. Maybe. Uh, I did like how there was, you know, part of the fun was, you know, we get cool mentions of the Dominators and Apocalypse technology and sort of what... uh Mongol and you know what Toy Man had designed for the Justice League there, and they're eventually able to get out with it. And I just thought that was really fun. And we get to see mention of the harpoon hand, you know, Aquaman's <laughs> yeah. harpoon hand. I love the I love the the editor's note. Just no, oh, see the nineties <laughs> uh, for a reference to Aquaman. That was that was just a great way to kick things off, and um, really you know see some action before we get into a part of the story that is really less on the action. Yeah, really. Uh, so, you know, they, they ramped it up. That's just kind of the intro. And then they escape, fly back to Earth and find Gotham City with the, the big mountain in the middle, which is that's a pretty cool, mysterious way to just kick off the real part of the story. Right. Yeah. So they go into the mountain to investigate. And this is this is pretty cool. I like I don't know. It just seemed like a pretty, 
pretty cool setup. It's drawn really well. I really like the look of the inside of that and just kind of the mystery. Yeah, it's it's definitely a way to throw you in and say, okay, what's going on? Obviously, something bad. And from from what we know from the preludes, something something crazy is going on. We don't know what exactly. And this sort of just shows you, you know, we don't know what's going on. And now we'll, how are we going to find out? Yeah, so they're investigating inside this mountain, spaceship, whatever thing it is. And Lady Blackhawk shows up and tells them that this is part of an invasion and has them come with her to her special island where she can explain everything. Yeah, this is sort of the secret island where they can talk about things in private because somebody might be listening or or something like that. So, yeah, I don't remember what the, the explanation was. It was. Something about some sort of special resonance thing that makes the, the island special, but... Uh, so she explains to him that she worked with Hawkman to try to figure out where the nth metal came from and says that maybe it came from the dark multiverse. And I really, I really enjoyed this kind of sequence where they have the map with all the 52 different universes and then she flips it over and it's just black and she's like, it came from here. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. So it's like, it's the Kendra Saunders as Lady Blackhawk right now. And, and that was cool to pull out that we see all 52 multiverses or universes and then you know, basically Hawkman was trying to, over the years, Hawkman had been trying to figure out where Nth Metal had come from and trying to research why it reacted the way it did with some people. And then, well, it doesn't, it's, it's not from any of these 52 universes. It must be from a dark multiverse. <laughs> uh, so we get some more explanation of kind of this evil force that has set this all up, set it into motion and has a few different names, but Barbados, I think I'm saying that right, like the island. Um, sounds right. <laughs> right. Is the beast, a dark-horned god of nightmare, which that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and he's kind of the source of all of these crazy weird things that have been going on. And through some wordplay, wagon means Wayne, which means Batman. So Batman is the door that lets Barbados in and find out that this whole like 50,000-year plan is all hinged on batman and him being the one that lets barbados in which is scary but makes sense because bart this is a batman comic and so he's kind of the reason why this is all happening yeah um i'm not sure how i feel about the 50 year thousand year things i don't I'm, i mean it could be cool but like why would you be planning on batman and i guess we'll try to find out in the future um in the future issues but yeah this, this is sort of the one for this is this issue anyway what you need to know from the preludes is batman knows something's going on with some kind of some metal and he's been very reluctant. He hasn't let pretty much anybody in. It looks like just Alfred knows what he's doing, what he's researching, what he's hiding uh, from the other members of the justice league. And he's not telling anyone pretty much anything about it. So pretty much being Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> almost, you know, almost in the unlikable Batman. I I can't let you, I can't tell you because reasons, and then, um, so he just keeps everything to himself and rather than asking the Justice League members to help. So I'm hoping he's got a good reason for keeping it from them and that we get to later. Uh, so while they're telling them all this, um, Red Tornado shows up. So he was like part of the, the people who had been working with Hawkman who went into the mountain and went into the dark multiverse looking for answers, basically. Um, he was one of the ones like kind of suspended there when they went and investigated, but he has escaped shows up and does his red tornado stuff which it looks pretty cool i don't know how they would ever do this in a movie but in comics red tornado looks really cool yeah absolutely he's tricky to do outside of comics or animation um 
I know Supergirl tried and did, and did better than I thought <laughs> yeah. um, Supergirl would do. But uh, yeah, so this was a, a cool visual. Yeah, but he shows up and he's like, "You open the door." He says it more dramatically than that. That's why I'm not an actor. But more, um, more android bike, right? That, but yeah, something like that. Um, but Batman escapes in a pretty cool Batman way, riding a dinosaur, basically. Yeah, of course. I think it was <laughs> Hal who was like, "Oh yeah, he'll." Um, Batman's priority. I was a ride out of here. Right. Something, something state of the art, and then you just see him riding a dinosaur. That was pretty fun. Yeah, and then it just gets kind of crazy. We see a whole bunch of just insane stuff that is setting up, I'm sure, all kinds of cool things that are going to come out in the upcoming issues. But we get get this sneak peek of the Dark Army, and I think Dr. Fate's head is floating around explaining about this, and it looks like some sort of crazy Bat family weirdness going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything <laughs> to add other than looks wacky, and, and it's, I'm sure it's set up for what's coming. Uh, so Batman, he goes back to his to Wayne Manor and Batcave whatnot and finds out that the journal of Carter Hall, Hawkman, has been in his house this whole time. And we've we've been reading snippets of it kind of in the upper corner of all the panels leading up to this. And we find out that what we're reading is from the journal and the journal has been in his house this whole time. Yeah. And, and then, of course, we get the awesome, awesome ending that uh, was a very unexpected twist that I was excited to see. We get to see... They call him Dream of the Endless, right? Mm-hmm. In there, which is the the Daniel Hall dream from from Neil Gaiman's The Sandman showing up, and he says the nightmare has only just begun. That was an awesome ending. Yeah, that's I like like we said at the beginning. I think Snyder has definitely delivered on his promise to just bring in all kinds of crazy stuff and to do something insane that we haven't really haven't seen before. So, yeah, like you said, a great ending. Yeah, this is about this, you know, the the Sandman mythology and Dream has had some crossover with the DC universe, uh, mm-hmm. especially in early the early issues of the Sandman, but really it hasn't been a main character at all in in the in the last few years. And so especially interacting with other, you know, Justice League characters or anything like that. So that him showing up was about as big of a surprise as, you know, seeing the Watchmen button in DC yeah. Rebirth or anything like that. It was just uh, that's a really big deal um, for to see Sand the Sandman mythology sort of incorporated here. So I'm really excited to see how that fits in with everything. Yep. So yeah, overall, just a fantastic opening to the series. Definitely has piqued my interest. Definitely makes me want to read the rest of them. So I don't know. Not much else to add. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm excited to see how everything fits in here. I thought it was really cool. I saw an interview uh, Scott Snyder did, and he was he was super nervous about include you know uh, including Dream, and he wrote this like three long email drafts that he was yeah. going to send to Neil Gaiman, and and you know this is how we're going to use him, this is what I'm going to do, this is what the story is, and so nervous about it, and then Neil Gaiman just wrote back, "That sounds great, go for it." <laughs> basically, <laughs> and, uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Neil Gaiman seems pretty cool like that, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed up for, for what's going to come out of this. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.